Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Not, not still sick anymore. Am I still sick? I don't know. And Charles Chuck Thompson had the virus for way less than Nathaniel Paul Thurston did. Uh, Thompson, that's, that's, that was his name as well. I thought you were going to forget your name at first. I kind of did, and I just <laughs> went with the old birth certificate name. <laughs> Because you like, had a little pause there, and I was I like, say? is this because we're over Zoom, or is this because you actually forgot your name? The virus is that bad, huh? That's how bad it is. You forget who you are. <laughs> well, um, COVID, huh? You just, just destroying brain cells now. New study. You know, it's conf- I just noticed on our Zoom screens here, y- y- yours says Charles Thompson, and mine says Good Morning Liberty. <laughs> so, um, That's because sometimes I use Zoom, this Zoom for clients as well. And so it looks weird when it says Chuck Liberty. I don't even know how to change that. I'm not really sure how to do it. So maybe I'll change it to say Nate Thurston sometime. Joe thinks that I had the COVID, that I had COVID in Mexico. Then I got the vaccine. So of course I had a milder reaction. Is that possible? It could be. Can you get COVID after having COVID? Um, a a variant you can just like the flu, Mm -hmm. you know, you can get the flu every year. Yeah. If you, if, if you've had it before, you know, it's interesting how some um, viruses you don't get anymore. And then some you do the ones that keep changing constantly. It is. Uh, but for those uh, that don't know, this is the good morning Liberty podcast. Cause we've been away for about two weeks now since returning from freedom fest. We, we did a recap episode where we let everyone know that Nate came back uh, from the super spreader event and tested positive and became a super spreader himself. And Probably. went around just spreading it everywhere. And I was negative. And so we, we talked about how, hey, vaccines work. And then turns out the next day I ended up positive as well for COVID-19. And, uh, you know, I it, it sucked. It did suck. And um, I, I do think, well, well, at least our, as Joe points out, our, you know, our feelings and our anecdotal evidence um, doesn't amount to much. But, you know, it, I recovered uh a lot quicker than Nate did having been vaccinated and maybe having the virus, who knows? Um, and Nate, do you, Nate, we were, we thought about funeral arrangements at a few points throughout <laughs> you the know, last couple of weeks. <laughs> it's been, um, it's been 16 days since I got my positive test and I just got, I just went to the doctor yesterday and just got prescribed antibiotics and steroids. So it's, um, mm-hmm. It's still going. I'm still dealing with effects from it right now, although I, I need to test and see if I'm still carrying the virus at all. But it got pretty bad there for a minute, I will say. Um, there were two times I, rem- I remember thinking about, was I going to end up uh, being hospitalized? I've generally got pretty terrible luck. So I was like, you know what? I do have a really good chance of pulling through this thing, but I also have pretty terrible luck. And And so who is it? I was talking to my wife. I was like, if you know anyone who's going to be in the statistics of the people who weren't likely to die from this, but did, honestly, I feel like I would have been in that, but I wasn't. I made it through much better now. I think one thing I learned is that uh, maybe whole, the whole letting the fever burn thing, which is how I've just kind of always grown up thinking about it, like, oh, if it's under 102 or if it's 102.5, really, if it's under 103, just let that thing burn. You know what that is? That's your body fighting. That is your immune system fighting off the virus, and you need to let your immune system do its Galdern job. And what I really, what I really found out was uh, I should have just taken some Tylenol or something because 
I had a fever of uh, around 102 for eight days. Like anytime I checked, I had a fever between 101 and 102 for eight days. And that was, that was, it was torturous. Honestly, it's terrible. <laughs> I don't agree with it. Yeah. I Next mean, time I, I have a fever, I'm going to take freaking Tylenol. I'll tell you that. I gave you some recommendations that came from some medical professionals and, you know, but hey, it's up to you. That's yeah. what's freedom. That, that's what freedom's all about. It is. And you know, you know what the last day that I had a fever was? It was the day that I took Tylenol twice in the same day. And then I didn't have a fever again after that. How weird is that? What are the odds of that? It finally broke. It would just you know, I, I was going to mention this earlier. Your voice still sounds a little shaky, though. My voice is very shaky. That's for sure. And I think that that probably has a lot to do with the fact that I haven't talked in two weeks. And you're um, just so nervous to do a podcast. I'm not very nervous because <laughs> I don't care anymore. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm a survivor and I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, definitely my voice is really shaky and, uh, hopefully I get it back. I still have dizziness and headaches and, you know, all the vertigo stuff right now, which is worse when you're talking. And mm -hmm. so the, that's why I really have been holding off from doing the podcast. I haven't even gone live that much for the trading group in the morning. I, I did whenever I felt like it was possible, but as soon as I start talking, I start feeling like I'm going to pass out. So this is really a nice experiment today. Yeah, it is. And, you know, this is uh, basically this entire, this is going to be a, a shorter episode, I'd say. Um, and it's all, it's just personal stories all day long. So <laughs> that's what you're into. That's you know, what we're going to be doing. That's what we did time. last time too. Just personal stories. That's all we're going to do. No, but you know, what's crazy. You do know we have what? To I, do this thing at first. What? Do we have to do this thing at the beginning? Oh, I don't, uh, I'll add something in. Okay. I'll add, right. I'll add that in. That way the people live don't have to listen to an ad their first day back. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to subject them. All right. So are you frustrated with the media? Are you tired of being fed the same news stories over and over again? One of the reasons we started this podcast is to give you a more well-rounded perspective on important issues. That's very that's, true. That is true. So our partners at Ground News are working to do the same. And boy, they are. It's really cool, actually. Yeah, Ground News. So just so you guys know, this is a really cool app. I've got it on my phone. I've been using it for getting show notes for the show. We found out about this a little bit ago, and I'm really excited that we get to tell you about it now. But it's an app that lets you compare how a single news story is being covered across the entire political spectrum. Okay, This is not just a news aggregator. It's a tool with tons of easy-to-use features. They help you analyze the news so you can be confident you're getting the whole story. Unlike social media and other news apps, Ground News doesn't use your browsing history to manipulate your news feed. Their blind spot feature shows you stories that are underreported by both the left and the right. So it's this really cool app that we're going to ask you to go to through our link that when you look at a story, it shows you how much it's being covered by right-leaning news sites, how much it's being covered by left-leaning news sites. Is it being covered by both of them pretty equally? And it shows you what the bias is overall. So you know what kind of bias you're getting from each one of these news organizations. It's you, a really cool app. And you can pick up keywords like rare. Mm-hmm. Rare. All right. So if you're the kind of person who's open to seeing multiple perspectives on controversial issues, then Ground News is for you. Check out Ground News by visiting ground ground.news slash GML. That's ground dot news slash gml or click the link in the description to download the free app to that and what's out also funny just a little bit of uh catching up on everything uh, charlie's about to leave for two weeks he's gonna yeah, be gone right. 
I'll be gone. So we're going to do. We think anyway. We don't know yet for sure, but we, so far we're going to be gone. If we go on a run right now, at most, we can crank out three episodes and then Charlie's going to be gone for for two weeks, more than likely. And if he does end up leaving, it might end up being way longer. three months. Yeah. Could be a long time. He's going to be on the ground in Italy, checking out the protests, seeing what's going on there in Italy. He's going to be reporting from the ground, so that's going to be nice. Uh, all so the this, green card, all the green card uh, bonfires. Yeah, yeah. So you'll yep. be stuck, Chuck, once again. By the way, that's right. But you know, um, a lot of stuff happened over the last couple of weeks, and I will say one of the hardest things is coming back and figuring out what the heck to talk about, because we've got. Uh, we've got about, oh, I don't know, 14 hours worth of podcasts we could do right now because we missed a ton of podcasts. Right. And so I, I made a list of some of the stuff that happened while we were gone. And I want to get into a little bit, a little bit of what's going on in Florida, but not just talking about case counts in Florida and death Santa's killing everyone and all that stuff. That's not really what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk about were a couple of the legal things that are going to be happening. One of them was uh, he'd originally said that cruise lines uh, were not able to ask for, were not able to require people to be vaccinated. And he'd also uh, has banned schools from requiring masks in schools. And I think both of those things offer up very interesting libertarian conversations about what the government can and can't do, what private businesses can and can't do. And so I think we have some interesting conversations on that that we can go through. Um, obviously, everyone's terrified about the children right now. They're going back to school. They're super spreader schools that they're going save to. The children. You got to save the children, okay? Even though none of the data is backing up this, I have a really interesting article from NPR that they had a pretty reasonable title about how kids were generally safe from COVID that they updated later to be like this fear porn article title about how so many kids were getting COVID. I think I guess some people got mad about that. So I have the original article. And then I have what they changed it to, which was uh, really interesting. And so we're going to talk. I will, I, yeah. I will say there is some data starting to show that um, at least, well, I don't even know how they know it's the Delta variant, but at least um, now uh, kids, some kids are getting sick, at least more than more that, that than last year. Yeah. And so there are some um, I've, I've seen and read from some physicians at children's hospitals that they are seeing like 20, 30 patients um, sick with COVID that they hadn't seen last year at all. So I definitely, I definitely think we're seeing more kids sick. I, I did a lot of digging on this and I've been doing a lot of digging. We're still not seeing more kids die from it. We're not seeing that it's uh, more dangerous. Um, even the kids that are being hospitalized, uh, we're not seeing deaths from it. We're seeing a very, very, very low amount of deaths. And actually we have an article in here from feed John Miltimore wrote, uh, talking about eight things that your child is more likely to die from. Uh, this year than COVID. And so if uh, that that's pretty, nice. I added the this year thing, but he said eight things that are more likely that are more dangerous wow. for your kids. And so the, a good way to say that would be eight things that your kid is more likely to die from this year than COVID uh, based on the data that we have right now. So we've got the thing going on with that. We had, you know, this more happened. than likely like our RSV is still worse, which there was a really bad case of that going around this summer. I saw that. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really weird. It's not normally out out and about this time of year, but um, that's because kids have been wearing masks and they've been protected from RSV is is, uh, what's been happening. So it's running late right now. Mm -hmm. You know what else happened? The CDC has gone back to recommending that vaccinated people wear masks everywhere they go. That happened while we were gone. 
Oh, okay. Okay. That. So that that was a couple weeks ago. That's super old news, but the CDC going back to recommending the vaccinated people wear masks. Uh, we're, you're not seeing the, the mask mandates everywhere, by the way. I've been going around to some places spreading COVID slowly over the last couple weeks. And what I have <laughs> noticed is that a lot of places uh, that did require the mask last year are still not requiring them, even though the CDC's mask recommendations are saying that they should be. Let me tell you uh, something. I went downtown Saturday um, for a friend's birthday and the music city grand prix was in town. So they had the Indy car. I think it's Indy cars or formula uh, or something. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't go to that because I didn't want to get anyone sick. I had anyway, a ticket. I had a ticket to it, but I didn't go. Well, I was, I tested negative twice last <laughs> week. So I, you know, I felt safe to go out for my friend's birthday friend of mine. And let me tell you, it was packed and there was, I didn't see one single mask, not, not, not nobody, not even the bartenders, not no one was wearing a mask downtown and here in, in Tennessee, it's pretty much, that's the, that's the standard I've everywhere I've gone now, uh, last week, even after I tested negative, I still, when I went to pick up my son, I wore a mask inside the school, um, just out of, out of courtesy. But, um, you know, other than that, there's literally, I haven't seen anyone wear masks. Yeah. Um, I wore one around a little bit when I had to go pick up some stuff, uh, a few days ago, and that's just because I haven't taken my negative test yet, and I, you know, I don't really want to get anyone sick. I know that everyone mostly is going to be okay if they get it, but I also don't just want to get anyone sick because yeah, you're I, not in the business of getting people sick. Yeah, that's not what I want to do with my life is go around getting people sick. I mean, I got a little more sense than that. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I know I got a lot of people sick when I was on the plane, more than likely coming back from Freedom Fest, by the way. I had someone sitting on me, basically, on the <laughs> plane back from Freedom Fest. And honestly, he kind of deserved it because if, listen, I'm going to say something mean right now. Okay, are you ready? If if you can't sit in a, in, a, in a seat in an airplane without taking up half of the person's seat next to you, you need to be buying a first class ticket. Okay? Or two seats. Or two seats. Either one of those. All right? But I paid for my seat. I got my space, okay? And if that guy got COVID, then so be it, okay? Now, I kind of feel bad saying that because he was obviously uh, a big guy, okay? So I hope he's okay. But honestly, if he suffered at the same time I did, I'm not sure that I feel like so awful about that, you know? Yeah. I don't feel that bad. Um, so that's coming out. So the vaccine, by the way, is super important. We need to mandate it for everyone. But also the people who get the vaccine need to wear masks because the vaccine... Uh, doesn't keep you, doesn't keep you from getting the virus and spreading it around. They're all they're like officially saying now you're going to have that viral load, and the even vaccinated people can spread around the virus to other people. Apparently, based on some very shoddy studies, that is uh, that's what they're coming up with right now. But you got to get the vaccine because you have to because it's gonna it's gonna save your life. So we need to like if we were in New York, here's another thing that happened. Uh, mandating vaccines for people that are going to restaurants, bars, gyms, things like that. The and same that's, thing Hilly did. That's a vaccine mandate that I don't like. All right. Coming from the government where you're, you're enforcing, you're forcing this choice over the top of a lot of people uh, who would have gone to a private establishment and that private establishment could have decided what people who went into that building were wearing, which a lot of private establishments do, by the way. They might mandate yeah, now, that you're now if the business wanted to do it themselves, then they could they could do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm still okay with that. I'm still okay with businesses mandated the mandating that people have vaccines. 
I, I, I'm okay with it legally. All right. It's, it, it is their private property. And if they really are divorced from any type of coercion from the government, then I'm, I'm still okay with them mandating that. Businesses mandate things all the time. They mandate that you wear, they mandate that you wear a, a jacket when you go in there. Maybe you have a collared shirt when you're golfing. Maybe you have to wear clothing when you go in. Heck, <laughs> you know what? I bet if you're running the brothel somewhere, you probably mandate that people do have their health checkups, and you probably would be totally fine with that. Out there in Nevada land. Yeah, you go out there, you want people to mandate that you've had a, some type of a, or that you do, or figure out that you do or don't have some type of an illness that you're going to spread around the people. Uh, in that case, we're okay with employers mandating certain health provisions for people. And, and so I, I just, I think that people have picked this whole vaccine thing on the, under the guise of health privacy. And I, I get that, but there is an interesting thing in Florida. Um, they were a lot of people arguing that, well, because of health privacy, you can't man, you can't have a cruise line mandating that people be vaccinated because that's, that's going to be bad for your privacy. So then Ron DeSantis comes out and bans that from happening. Well, it turns out inside of that law that he was making, the cruise lines were still able to check if you were vaccinated. And if you weren't vaccinated, then you had to take several tests and test that you were negative. And, and you were still, you were still going to have to take COVID tests and bring out your COVID information. So actually it didn't have anything to do with your health privacy at all. It had to do with checking to see whether or not their people were vaccinated, not discriminated against people based on them being vaccinated. So what do you think about what's coming out of Florida here with now they're saying uh, Norwegian is allowed to to check and see if people are vaccinated and not let people who are unvaccinated go on their cruises? Or or if you don't want to answer the question, uh, then I, again, private business, you know, if I have a requirement for you to be on my property and you don't meet that requirement or you refuse to provide proof that you met that requirement, then I don't have to let you on my property. Sorry. Yeah. And I know that's, I know, I know morally I disagree because I think it's obviously bad for business. Um, but maybe it might be good for business. I don't know. Norwegians bleed, uh, has bled a lot of money over the last two years. So, but again, it comes down to private property rights. So if Norwegian wanted to require that you had to have a certain haircut and um, you had to have whatever six fingers to be on their cruise. Cause that's their, they're running the six finger cruise now. Then, then that's a requirement. And if you don't want to prove that you got six fingers, then you can't get on the boat. And that's, it's the same argument that, that I think we made weeks ago. Yeah, we've made this. I think what we were saying a couple of weeks ago or a few weeks ago was healthcare if, workers. If they want to mandate that you uh, that you have to cut off one of your arms to work for them or to go on the boat, you got to cut off one of your arms. That's a stupid idea, but Real dumb. that's a rule that they can set forward, and you have the choice whether or not to go on that. Listen, you don't have a right to use Norwegian cruise lines or any of the other cruise lines unless they are saying that they want you to go on their boat, their private property that they put all this money into that you didn't put any money into that you didn't invest any money into unless you bought their stock or something like that. You're not an owner of their company. You're not an owner of the boat. You don't have a right to go on the boat and unless you own the boat and you don't own the boat. Or if they gave you a ticket that said, do you have this space that you can use while you're during this specific amount of time, but the, uh, they shouldn't be forced to sell you the ticket. I, I just don't think they should. 
and uh, some someone in the group was asking, well, what about uh, you know, what about discrimination laws? And that's a really that's a that's a really tough conversation. And um, my general thesis is that your private property is your private property, and that you get to decide who can and cannot come onto that private property. Well, there's a difference between legality and morality. Yeah. So, so if, if it goes down to the bake the cake situation or what Joe is saying, slavery was okay as long as it's on private property. Well, that's not true because there, there's a distinction in, in rights when it comes to the rights that you have. The distinction is, is your rights end where another's begin. So I, I can't, you know, I can't invite somebody onto my property and then make a slave out of them because then I, but th then I'm invading their private property, right? Well, yeah, you're forcing um, them to be on your property. That's not exactly. a good. That's not a good but analogy not, at all. It's not. It's not the same thing at all. No one's forcing people to get vaccinated and go on their boat. Exactly. They're just saying if you're not vaccinated, then you can't come on. That's all they're saying. Yeah. But but, but so the difference in legality and, and morality. It's the bake the cake situation, which is if I have a shop um, and I bake cakes and I don't want to bake cakes for a let's say I don't want to bake cakes for a, a, a gay couple or a trans couple or uh, people over 60 or black people or Mexicans or white people or whatever. If I want to discriminate against any of those categories, legally I should be allowed to now morally it's wrong. It's in, and I think that the, the Christian bakers in Colorado screwed up, you know, the, the fact that they didn't want to bake a cake due to their faith, whatever, like you should, they should, you should bake the cake because it's terrible business if you don't. And also it's, you're not really, you know, practicing the church um, at all, in my opinion. Uh, so I just have a heart, like right now, you say right now, can a business choose who can go onto their own private property? I don't see how you can say that they don't have that choice. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand that standpoint that somehow the government should enforce your right to go on to someone else's private property. I don't, th I don't see where that idea comes into the libertarian mindset whatsoever. I don't get it. I know that there's different factions of libertarianism, but that is what you're saying, that we have to be able to enforce your right to enter someone else's private property, even though they've decided that they don't want you to. Where, where, what part of libertarianism is that? Private property is the most... It's the it's the it's one of the deepest beliefs. Your private property because you own yourself, and when you take yourself, well, it starts with self ownership. Yeah, when you take yourself and you take your money and you take your risk and you take your capital and everything that you've earned, and you open up a a building that people can come into and do things. How at the time that you decide to open up uh, this building with your money, do you lose all of your right to self ownership? That's what we're saying. And now that that can apply all the way up to a massive boat that's got arcades and golf courses and all kinds of stuff on it. You don't own the boat. No, the contract is not, I give you money, let me on your boat. There's way more to the contract than that. It's, I give you, uh, the contract is, hey, you can have a room if you pay me money. You don't uh, destroy anything in the room. Uh, you uh, do certain other things. Like, have you ever read a contract? By the way, when you when you buy a ticket on a plane or go to a sporting event or you do anything like that, there's a way more to the contract, uh, and there's lots of stipulations, right? You can't, I can't go to a football game 
and then shriek through the middle of the field. And then them let me stay there. Like, well, I paid for my ticket. You know, I have a right to be here. No, there's all, there's other rules that can be made in regards to the contract that you're entering into with another individual, whether you're taking a trip or going to an event or coming over to their, uh, f- to eat food or whatever. It doesn't matter. It, it, it's, it's not only that. It's, as, it, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish that. No, I was just going to say, it's as simple as what you were saying, which is you own yourself. And therefore you own the fruits of your labor. You own the things that you do with the fruits of your labor. You, it's all self-ownership. And if that's the case, then those, those are, that's your right to do as you please, as long as you're not interfering with someone else's right. And I don't have a right. It is not a positive right or a natural right um, to go to someone else and force them to do something else for me. Whether that's provide me with something, whether that's allow me in a certain location, whether that's um, make me something, I don't have a right to do any of that. Yeah, that's that's where it comes down to it with me. Like uh, I can I can not like this all day. I can think that it's a bad business decision. I don't know if it's a bad <laughs> business. You, hang on, did you see what Joe said? No, he said you're being obtuse. Is it deliberate? Sometimes. <laughs> no, it's just a. Um, and did you say to me. And the thing with the contract, like I give you money, you give me service. They don't have to accept your money. There's nothing in a contract that says that I have to be able to walk over to the grocery store right now. And when I give them money, they're forced to, re- to take it from me. They, they don't have to. They can decide all, all different sorts of things. Maybe I'm wearing no shoes or no shirt, you know, and, and they don't want to take the money. I can't just walk in there and say that because I have money, you have to do business with me. It's, it's their property. It's not my property. And the person who owns the property and, gets to decide what's going to happen with that property. And they can decide that at any moment, by the way. They can invite you in and say, hey, we'd love for you to shop with us. You do all your shopping. You get to the checkout lane and be like, yeah, sorry, we're not serving you. You know? <laughs> you yeah. Because they could decide at any time. It's their property. They now, own it. Now, when it comes to what's going on in New York, you have a very different situation. Because the businesses, some of them might have done it. But the businesses have not decided that they wanted to have that as a requirement for people that they were going to do business with because they are businesses. They own their property. See, we're, we're probably all able to agree on this. They did not make the choice that they did not want to do business with people who were vaccinated. The government came in with a monopoly on the use of force and violence over other people and said that you are required to only do business with people who have done X. That is a very different situation because the government doesn't own the property. The businesses own the property. And so Mm -hmm. they are taking away their rights as a property owner in deciding who they are going to transact and do business with on their property or with their property. So they are taking that away from them. If those businesses had decided to do that on their own, then I'm completely fine with it. But we have two examples here. One where a private business is wanting to do this in Florida and one where businesses may or may not be wanting to do this, but they're being forced to do it by the government, and there's no choice afterwards. They can't mm-hmm. transact with people. They can't do business unless they require this thing, okay? And so those are two very different situations, and the difference between those two should be able to show us why one of them should be okay and one of them is not. You got your blood pressure balling. I don't, I don't even think that this is, uh, Might I don't even think this you, is safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, Get the blood flow. You're just pumping nutrients faster and harder. 
all throughout no. your body, man, getting down to the toes even. Another viral load out your toes. <laughs> Another <laughs> interesting thing going on in Florida is now the governor banning schools, requiring that kids wear masks. Now, this still goes down to choice for me because now I'm on one side. So we were talking about the governor said that that businesses could not require people to be vaccinated, to do business with them. Now he's saying that government entities uh, cannot require that people wear masks or they cannot set a rule that says that people have to wear masks inside of their buildings. That is one that I'm actually, I guess I'm okay with it. I would rather that come from Florida's uh, proper, I don't know, I would rather it not come from the top down like that. I wish that would have been a law. I wish we weren't having to deal with this whatsoever. Uh, but that is one where, and I have a clip, I have a, not a clip, but I have a tweet that is discussing uh, why this is different. They were actually asking the question why this is different. Why is this different? Because it, we had a government entity removing the choice from people who have to go to their public school. A lot of the times they probably don't have the choice to go to any other school. Uh, that they steal money from you without your permission, and then they put it towards the school that's in your district. And so then when you go to get an education, you go to this place that your money's paying for, and they're going to require you to wear a mask or require the teachers and the students to, uh, to all wear masks. And so that is very different because the element of choice has been removed from the situation. There's no choice in the situation. And so now the governor is saying that these schools cannot require that you have to wear a mask because that is removing the choice from all of the people and they should be able to make their choice. Mm -hmm. And so it, actually in, he's contradicting in both instances, really, by the way, it's one element. There's no choice for, for the people. Uh, and then the other there is, it, there's choice for the people in the, in the uh, sense of the vaccine, say mandates for cruises because the customers are able to make a choice as to whether or not they're vaccinated, but you're removing choice from the actual property owner uh, themselves. So you're still removing choice from people. And in this case, I don't know, what do you think about the mask thing in Florida, Charles? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, banning mask mandates in schools is fine because then you're, you're giving the parents a choice of whether or not they want their kids to wear a mask in school because uh, they have to be at school and there's no choice, you know, you, there's no choice to not be in school. So you have to be there and whether or not you want to wear a mask. So, so the government forcing you to wear a mask again, I am against government force. So if, if the government's going to force me to wear something over my face um, to be somewhere, well, then that's wrong. But if a private entity is doing that, that's not wrong. Um, but obviously a, a school is government run. And so banning schools from making mask mandates, I think is the right step. Yeah. That way, that way parents can decide. Yeah. That, that is, I, I'm, I'm glad that we agree on just about everything all the time. Uh, so that's, <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Um, Except for walls. We're still discussing walls, you know, but I'm going to take down your walls sometime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me put up this, uh, this tweet that's got uh, in the well, over a thousand retweets so far. And so this is the question that we're trying to answer right now. So this person says, how is mandating masks government control, but banning schools from mandating masks is not government control? 
Okay, so for someone who can't think another level deep, <laughs> um, that's a great question. Wonder, wonder, wonderful question. And you have to understand that government is force. The government is a, is a monopoly on pretty much everything that they're involved in. So the question, once again, is how is mandating masks government control, but banning schools from mandating masks is not government control? Well, because the entity that is mandating the masks uh, would be the government because they're running the schools. And so when they mandate that you wear something, that is government control. Now, when someone in the government says the government is not allowed to force you to do something, okay, maybe that's government control, if you want to call it that. But that is literally someone in the government saying we are not allowed to force you to do something. Mm -hmm. Those are two very different situations right there. So that's why one of them I would not consider a government control. It's actually a rule saying that the government can't control something. Yeah. So it's like the very first different. amendment. It's just, that's what it is. It's like the first amendment. It's protecting your rights. So I, in this instance, he's protecting right. I want to clear something up real quick. Um, Joe's here saying, I don't think anyone here is asking for the government to punish companies, but when you defend companies and give a half-hearted hand waving, I disagree, but that's their choice. It plays down the moral breakdown of the company when the proper mechanism is to shame and boycott companies that break the social contract. So let me be clear. The reason why Nate and I talk about this a lot is because we see a lot of liberty-loving people all over the place who are calling uh, for, for government intervention on companies to do the right thing, you know, to protect their rights. How many people, even on uh, uh, that claim to be Republicans or liberty-loving people, want the government to break up Facebook and, and or force Facebook to show certain things or whatever. That's why we talk about it so much is because look, it has to be out there. It has to be no, like the, the principles have to be discussed because if you're, if you're willing to allow government intervention uh, for things that you believe in, well, then you're also opening the door for other people to allow government intervention for things that they believe in. And now you're completely against principles. Now it's just, it's big populism versus big populism, right? And just because you think it's correct doesn't mean it's correct for everyone else. So you, it has to be a principled choice, which is why a lot of the times I say and we say is that the, we're explaining the principle of the right. It's their choice. I think it's stupid. And I think that they should not mandate vaccines or whatever it may be um, to, to allow people on their boat. I think that they should that it's bad business. I disagreed with Target and and uh, Kroger mandating masks, even though the mask bans were lifted or whatever, because I think that that's dumb and it should be a personal choice and you should uh, try to attract as many customers as possible. And if you want to shame them and boycott them or whatever, go for it. If you think uh, Norwegian is stupid, then more power to you. And I do too. I, I think they're dumb too. Uh, I think that you should try to attract as many people as possible because that you're in the business of making money. And when you get rid of people who said it best, Michael Jordan said it best, you know, Republican buy Republicans buy sneakers too, right? He, he knew he was savvy enough in business not to take a side, not to take a certain side and alienate anyone from buying his shoes. And the dude's a billionaire now. All right. So you, you have to, I think that we do a fair job of calling 
businesses out when I think that they're morally wrong, but it doesn't change the principle. And I think what a lot of Liberty people get wrong is the principle. They, they ignore the principle for the sake of talking about the emotional aspect of the argument. And the problem is we have a very, very large, most of the people in the country and in the world do not have the principles that we have on these things. We have to realize that, that most people do not have those principles. If there's one thing that we have as people who care about individual liberty, it is the principle uh, of self-ownership. That is what it all really boils down to, that you own yourself. I don't think that you forfeit that right because you decided to start a business. And we have to talk about the principle of self-ownership. So in the way that we talk about it, in obviously, in my opinion, is the way to talk about it, which is that we disagree with what they're doing. I'm not vaccinated, which means I'm not going to be able to go on a Norwegian cruise. Call that a boycott if you want to call that a boycott. So I'm not going to be able to go on a Norwegian cruise uh, leaving from Florida or whatever the rules are. Or I guess maybe I'd be closer to being able to do it leaving from Florida, but uh, leaving anywhere else, I'm not going to be able to do it. Okay, but we have to talk about these principles and the way that they boil down all the way to the very, very... The common denominator, like what Amanda was talking about, because if we don't do it, who else is going to do it? And we have to talk about that in times that we disagree what pe- with what people who are exercising the rights that we believe in. We have to talk about it at times that they are doing things that we disagree with, because that's the hardest time to do it. It's the easiest time to flip to the other side. And if you want to, the problem is you end up being aligned with a bunch of people who want to use the government to stop these things, who want to use the government to take away the, the right to self-ownership or the right to private property that these businesses have when, when we talk about this. Because what we were talking about in this conversation is whether or not we agree with the government banning those businesses from asking for vaccines. That's what we're talking about. This is a government action that we are talking about right now. And so that is, that is the conversation. Is it right that the government told them they can't require a vaccine? That is the question that we are trying to answer right now. Is it right that the government took an action of force over a private company and told them that they could not require something for people to do business with them? Is that, is that okay? And we are saying no. It's not okay for the government to take that action, even though I disagree now, I will also make the case for the fact that you do realize that Norwegian, if they don't do the vaccine requirement in today's day and age, is going to be open to so many lawsuits and litigation that they have an outbreak on their ship. And it's going to be blamed on the unvaccinated and the people. And it's going to be blamed on the business for not requiring the people inside of this Petri dish didn't have a uh, vaccine when they were on it. And so they also are going to try to cover themselves and say, hey, we did everything we could. We even required everyone that was coming on this ship to have a vaccine. What else do, what other liabilities do we have here? Everyone here is vaccinated, man. Don't sue us into oblivion because we're already about to go out of business. All right. We can't handle any more lawsuits. Anyway, so. Hey, man, it's two sides of the rock, you know. <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah, <laughs> that is what they say. Um, I wanted to, do you have time for an article real quick, Charlie? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there was a really interesting change update in this article from NPR. Okay. I will read you the original title of this NPR article. Uh, here's the original title five days ago. Serious cases remain rare, but coronavirus infections in children are on the rise. Serious cases remain rare but coronavirus infections in children are on the rise. Now, the same article has been taken 
and changed. The title is now. Nearly 94,000 kids got COVID last week. They were 15% of all new cases. And then, Those read completely differently. <laughs> and then, yes. And they even changed the words in the article. Now, this is the same article. Okay. Here's the original article, or the original intro to the article. As COVID cases climb worryingly across the U.S., a recent study shows the number of children contracting the virus has steadily increased in July. In the last week alone, according to a report from the American Academy of Pediatrics, nearly 72,000 cases were reported in children. While hospitalizations and deaths remain low, the number of child coronavirus infections increased by 3% over the last two weeks of the month after declining earlier in the summer. Since the pandemic began a year and a half ago, approximately 4.2 million children have tested positive. For COVID, the good news is that severe illness and death are still uncommon for children who contract the virus. In states reporting, children accounted for fewer than one quarter of 1% of all COVID-19 deaths. Seven states reported no child deaths, and other states reported between 0 and 0.03% of all child coronavirus cases resulting in deaths. Now, that is still not of all children. That is 0.03% of all child coronavirus cases themselves resulting in deaths. That's a very low mortality rate. As of July 29th, a total of 358 children have reportedly been killed by COVID in the U.S. That's the original article, how it starts. Now it says, here's the same article, updated. Coronavirus cases among children are rising at a time when the highly infectious Delta variant is advancing across the United States at a rapid clip. Whatever that means. The they, state they need to ban those clips. New, yeah. <laughs> they need lower capacity clips. Uh, this virus has more rights than we do. This is the same article, by the way. New, the same. There's the first three paragraphs. The original paragraphs that I just read to you are no longer in the article. New state-level data analyzed by the American Academy of Pediatrics shows that children accounted for roughly 15% of all newly reported COVID-19 cases across the nation for the week ending on August 5th. Nearly 94,000 child cases of COVID-19 were recorded during that period, a 31% increase over the roughly 72,000 cases reported a week earlier. And the week before then, there were 39,000 new child cases. Now, what they removed from the article was the talk about how the death rate was so low for kids. And they also made it sound a whole lot scarier. Okay? Now, this is also really important right now because everyone is running a campaign against Ron DeSantis in Florida for uh, what he's doing with banning the mask mandates for kids in schools, by the way. So what we need to talk about at the moment is the fact that uh, COVID is insanely dangerous for your kids. All right. Now, I don't want any kids to get sick. Okay. But, uh, but kids get sick. Okay. They do get sick. But it's crazy to see the manipulation that happens. They do this after a lot of people have shared the article. They change it afterwards. They change the title to it. Uh, and then they, they repost it out. It's got all that good SEO because it's been all over the place already. And then they change it to something more scary and they post it out again while it's got even better SEO afterwards. That's search engine optimization, by the way, for anyone who doesn't look into any, any stuff like that. So they then repost a scarier article that people are likely to share after it's already got really good algorithmic numbers behind it. And it says nothing that the previous article said whatsoever. The original article was about how Kids were getting sick, but this wasn't a risk of death for them. That was the original article. And five days later, it's all about how many kids are getting sick. 15% of all the newly reported cases are from kids. But no talk about yes. uh, how many people are dying. As Magoo said, cases. 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 I, I saw something interesting. I think it was from Eric July where he's talking about how um, 
you know, we're going to fire all these healthcare workers. Well, an, an, an institution that is talking about being overwhelmed and again, but they're going to fire all the healthcare workers mm-hmm. that refuse to take the vaccine. Like, how does that add up? It's like, oh, we're at capacity, but we're going to get rid of half the people who know what to do. Yeah. So good luck with every good luck with all that. It's, it seems like that dog don't float. It doesn't. Man. He He's not going to float. Charlie, real quick, read this tweet from John Miltimore. Uh, let me put it up on the screen uh, for everyone to all see. Right. John Miltimore says the CDC's own data show kids are far more likely to die from cancer, drowning, the flu, homicide, suicide, etc. than COVID-19. Too many politicians, media are spreading fear, panic, and misinformation. Although I'm sure this was flagged for misinformation. <laughs> Leave the kids alone. They have the least what? to fear from the virus. Now, the only caveat I would say to that is we don't have enough data yet. Um, so we, we don't have enough kids that we know of that have been infected with coronavirus. So if you span this out over 10 years, right, the COVID number, the COVID deaths could go up, right? No, we um, have 4.2 million child infections, which is a, a pretty good data set to pull from. It's a healthy amount. Yeah, it's a, a pretty good amount. data set. All right, so annual deaths among children in the United States, I'm just throwing that out there because when you talk about stats, you have to be you know correct about all of them. Um, per 100,000, uh, one to four years old, drowning is 2.8. Vehicle accidents, 2.3. Homicide, 2.2. Jesus, who's killing kids out there? Wow. Cancer, 2. Uh, heart disease, one flu 0.8 suffocation, 0.7 COVID 0.2. So it's not even uh, close five to 14 years old. Cancer uh, is the number one vehicle accidents. Number two in both suicide uh, among uh, preteens and teens, uh, 1.5 homicide 0.7. Jeez. You just wouldn't think that many people mm-hmm. would kill kids like that. Probably all in Chicago. Heart disease, 0.6, drowning, 0.5, flu, pneumonia, 0.3, COVID, 0.2, suffocation, 0.2. So the COVID data is for the 52 weeks ending April 10th, 2021. The other data is for 2018. So so the, that's the, uh, the death rates that we have right now. But the, the, crazy, the, the crazy thing is, which one of those have we decided that we have to be insanely scared of and change everything because of? And so all I'm asking for is when we decide that we're going to completely change the lives of millions of people is to show me data for, for backing up why we should do that. And when you show me the death rates, and there are other preventable things here, flu and pneumonia, by the way, uh, obviously still bad. Maybe we should have a big national push to make sure that no more kids drown, because that is apparently a really, uh, really big thing that happens. We I'm should mandate floaties in all the schools. Yeah, mandate floaties. No <laughs> child under the age of four can be in water without a flotation device. Okay, where is that mandate? Mm-hmm. Where is it? I don't see that. I don't see that mandate because people aren't worried about that. They were. They want to fix the thing that they're scared of. They want to fix the new thing that's happening because parents and people had already accounted for in their minds all of these other things. This is what the problem is is that as a parent, I would assume you've already accounted for the possibility that your kid could drown, be in an accident, I guess be killed, have cancer, have heart disease, get the flu, be suffocated. And you've already accounted for all this as a parent. But there's a new thing that popped up. 
that your brain has not accounted for yet. And you don't want to take one more single thing that could potentially be dangerous for your kid. Okay. And so now you've decided that you've got to stop this thing from, from happening, which by the way, as we said before, this is not going to stop from happening. This is always going to be here. We cannot live the rest of our lives like this, spending whatever we want, mandating whatever we want, controlling everyone's lives, because this is not going away. This is going to be here forever. And once they get through the Greek alphabet, they'll start with hurricane names. And I can't wait till they get to Karen. <laughs> can't wait till they get to Karen. Yeah. Yeah. That's that'll be the one that I hope I go out on. All right. I well killed, I was killed by COVID Karen. That was an interesting episode. Do you have anything else uh, before that was a we hell of an close episode, out? man? You yeah. made that episode your bitch. I think that was fun. Yeah, it yeah. was. All right, guys, if you enjoyed today's episode, then please share the show, share it with a friend. It's been a while since we've been here, so we appreciate you guys listening as always. And uh, like Nate said, I'm going to be out uh, for two weeks, so it'll be just Nate doing some interviews, which you guys probably prefer anyway. So uh, I'll I'll miss you, but uh, you probably won't miss me, and that's fine. I've learned to deal with that in my life, and so I will, you know, cry about it on my own time. I have yeah. no idea what I'm going to do for those two weeks, by the way. Um, I, the show is not as good when there's only one person. Our thing is the two of better. us talking back and forth. I, I, was just was trying to, I was just trying to make you feel better, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, before I leave. Yeah, yeah I want to make you feel better before you leave. But kind of our thing is the two of us talking back and forth. And uh, now, right now we're on, we're on Zoom and that's not, that's not as good. But um, our thing is us talking back and forth and the... The GML thing is not really uh, Nate uh, ranting for 40 minutes without Charlie's uh, input during that time. You might actually die. Yeah, I can't you do it. You're going to break with your blood pressure. Yeah, I'll have to have a blood pressure like meter thing. Like, right, I'll have to keep it on here and check it during the show. Because I like that much uninterrupted ranting. I just don't think it's possible. Yeah. So we'll so share the we'll show see. with a friend, folks. Share it with an enemy. Share it with a loved one. Share it with your friends and the children. They obviously need to hear it. We were talking about them today. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can. If you guys do all of those things, we will be back tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning. Liberty. It's underway, just like the other question that's illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you. You're always straight up about what you're doing. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That's underway too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means.